Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Whose Health Is It Anyway? with me, Elizabeth Mills. On this episode, I got to speak with Mary Mamalady. Mary is a food blogger, recipe developer. She has two podcasts and also has a cooking show on accessible media called Now We're Cooking. Mary lives with retinitis pigmentosa, or RP. I really enjoyed learning about her experience, and I know you will too. You can also check out more about Mary at her website, kitchenconfession.com, and her Instagram, at kitchenconfession. Thank you, as always, for all of your love and your continued support. Till we meet again. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. It's been, I've been meaning to record a podcast for like an episode for a very long time. <laughs> but obviously the tech side of it had me a little scared. But um, we're here, we're ready. And I'm with you, Mary Mamaliti. You are a food blogger. You develop recipes. You have a podcast, Kitchen, kitchen Confessions. Um, you also have the, the new podcast. It's Bits and Bites. Is that correct? It is. It That's is exactly right. Kitchen Confession, no S. No S, sorry, Kitchen Confession. And That's then the okay. website is Kitchen Confession as well, or is that one with the Kitchen S? Confession. No, we have kitchen no, confession. no S. No S. Okay, why do I have an S there? Damn. You um, know what? Everyone does it. <laughs> Everyone does it. And then you also have a cooking show on accessible media, and it's called Now We're Cooking. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, and then I just wanted to shout out your kitchenconfession.com if anybody wants to check you out there. And also on Instagram, you're at Kitchen Confession. You got it. No S. No S. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had that right, surprisingly. Okay, so what maybe some people, well, people that are um, following you and um, all that, they might know a little bit about um, your history. But for people listening that, that don't know, um, on top of all these many things that you do, you also live with something called now retinitis pigmentosa. Did I say Very that right? Good. Oh, yes. yay! I've been dealing with a lot of medical stuff myself, so you kind of get a handle. So, for short, it's called it's referred to as RP. It is okay. It is. But before we jump into that, um, just with um, the cooking. And I watch a lot of your videos. I got a lot of inspo from you <laughs> with food, trying to, you know, well, obviously being locked down, quarantined, whatever you want to call it, doing a lot mm -hmm. more cooking lately. So it's been a big help. Mm -hmm. um, but can you tell me a little bit about your passion for cooking and kind of where that started? Oh, gosh. Okay. So <laughs> first, I want to start with thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry, I, I kind of just went off on a spur. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just wanted to get that in there because we've been trying to schedule this. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's just we've mm -hmm. been going back and forth and with everything that's been going on, pandemic. Yes. And so we got it working. And I'm I so I'm so happy about this. Me too. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but now I'll jump into the cooking yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. That other stuff. Yeah. Um, so cooking, it's always been something I've enjoyed doing. But honestly, I never thought of it as empowering and healing, which is which is odd because I was raised in a home where food was always, you know, at the forefront of everything. Mm -hmm. It was in included in every situation. Like we use food as a way to express ourselves, mm -hmm. as a way to show love, gratitude, um, and appreciation for others. 
and we use food to bring people together. So before all this, before I, you know, decided to do this as as a career, it wasn't even decided, it was kind of decided for me. Um, I never really looked at it as empowering and healing, which in turns out it has been for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I began sharing it. Mm-hmm. Because it's given me so much. So you mentioned I have retinitis pigmentosa. Mm-hmm. So when I lost more of my vision, um, I really began to appreciate what the kitchen and cooking had to offer, especially for someone like me. You know, mm-hmm. I was just Mary in the kitchen. It wasn't Mary with a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and I keep on saying it, empowering because it was just me. This is when, you know, I learned that my vision, that my vision loss is basically mm-hmm. secondary to who I am. Right. I always just define myself as, you know, low vision, blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, you know, I'm Mary or not even in my, I wouldn't introduce myself that way, but right. in I my mind, <laughs> in my mind, my disability always was at the forefront. Right. Um, and then what cooking had taught me was that there's so much more. Mm-hmm. There's me before the food. There's me before mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's me before the disability. Mm-hmm. So I like to say that the disability kind of lives with me. I don't live with it. Right. Right? So it doesn't... So, so it was one of the first defining things of like, that Absolutely. made you feel out of that, like kind of put you first type Absolutely. of situation. Right? Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It that's was... awesome. Because I feel like that's writing for me, actually. You know, it, it mm-hmm. puts me, it takes me out of that box of... Um, illness or however you want to play, say it and um, puts the writing first right it, it puts that first like who I am that's exactly it. yeah exactly yeah so it, that. it it kind of just takes you out of that mind frame and that zone mm-hmm. of you know and especially if I'm having one of those days where I'm noticing that my limitations you know are really at the forefront of this day let's say you know right. I want to do something that's god like, oh, can't do that by myself or right. whatever the case is because I've learned a lot of workarounds yeah and you, te- you kind of have to right right so right. um adapt <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely so with RP um do you want to just maybe go into a little more detail about what what RP is I guess for maybe someone who's listening who doesn't know yeah okay so RP is short for retinitis pigmentosa so um, I actually wrote this down because I wanted to make sure that I had everything right. covered with this yeah. one. Because I'm I guilty this, of that too. Yeah, right. Guilty. I get this yeah. question a lot, and I want to make sure that I do it justice. And I get right. I get an understanding. I get people get an understanding of what it actually is. So retinitis pigmentosa (RP) it's an inherited retinal disease or condition. Um, it causes the it, it's the progressive loss of night vision. So that's how it begins. It starts off with night vision, and then it moves on to uh, peripheral vision. You start losing your peripheral, which is where I'm at. I have central vision. Mm-hmm. And this condition, it can lead to legally blind, which is where I am, and then sometimes complete blindness. Mm-hmm. It varies. It's an inherited um, condition. So depending on what type of gene mutation you have, that kind of determines what the possible outcome could be of this. Right. Yeah. That's interesting because my, um, so I have, uh, we, we ended up figuring out that all my issues are stem from a, a gene defect. So I have a, a genetic defect that I inherited from both my parents. So they both happened to just be carriers of it mm-hmm. and uh, didn't have it, but then I got from both. Um, 
is it that sort of type it's of thing? thing? Like, yeah, same thing, right? So um, it's, it's a gene mutation. Recessive, they don't have it. I guess. Yeah, they, they don't necessarily right. do not yes. have it. Yeah, they carry the gene. Right. And I think typically for what I have, um, it's my mom's side. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, but I do know that it's it's a gene mutation. Right. Yeah. That is inherited. We mm-hmm. can't trace mine back, which is really um, odd because yeah. the type of gene mutation I have is hereditary. Mm-hmm. But when we ask relatives, and I've got a lot of relatives in Italy, the thing is when you try to trace something back, Mm. especially in Italy, um, it was just, you know, it was was like, oh, they had some type of sickness. What was it? What did they experience? That's like, I'm Portuguese and my family's the same. I'm like, oh, my husband's Portuguese. Yeah, really? And they're like, my grandpa had this, your grandfather had that thing. And I'm like, well, what? I'm like, what did the doctor say? Oh, he didn't go to the doctors. You know, I'm just like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like impossible. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's impossible, it's to, go impossible back to trace it back. No one looked into anything. They were just like, oh, whatever. You know, like I have stomach a, pain. Yeah, I have a cousin right now who we believe has similar um, symptoms to I, what I have. Mm-hmm. So he may have it. We're just not sure. Wow. But I and I guess too, like you coming for like just talking about it mm-hmm. it's going to help him leaps and bounds now and and, and him and so. his researcher him you know he can I come so. to you which is such a big help to have because i know because you i'm assuming or are you the first one in your family who kind of dove into me as well so it's it's like you know i was the first person to really dive in and and kind of research and all that so when were you diagnosed so that's the thing i was diagnosed later i was diagnosed at around 21 i think it was and um before that, it was just always the questioning. I knew there was something different about me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, mm-hmm. to, I mean, my vision loss isn't to where it is today, but there was always something different. And especially at night, you know, someone would say, oh, come over here. My sense of depth on the stairs was affected first. Right. So I would have to pause before I ran down the staircase if it was dim or dark out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I visited several optometrist as a child so like there were so many that I had gone to my mom had taken me uh to many and they just couldn't figure out what it was mm-hmm. and they would always relate it back to my astigmatism they said oh she needs a prescription get her prescription so I had glasses mm-hmm. um which I did have right but there was always that underlining as to what was happening to me mm-hmm. um and when my mom passed because I lost my mom when I was 13 and she passed away of colon cancer and um that kind of went to the wayside. So we didn't really kind of follow up right. on what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't talk about it any longer. I just knew there was something different. I just didn't talk about it. Um, I would chalk it up because I was naturally a klutz. Just, and I still am. Like, I Sounds just, familiar. Yeah, naturally <laughs> a klutz. That's just me. Um, so I would just chalk it up to that. Um, and then in comes 21 years old. So you're going clubbing, you're going bar hopping. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really noticing it because we're in the clubs and a couple of close friends knew and relatives, but not too many. It was just mm-hmm. like a handful of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd always get that remark of, oh, you had one too many drinks um, or how can you not see me? Or, you know, it's that type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And again, I had no answer. So I walked myself, I started with getting these, I call them like these floaties, um, and they're actually, if you rub your eyes, the best way to describe it is rub your eyes really hard and then you get these flashing lights. Mm-hmm. That's what I was seeing suddenly. Okay. And it was dim, but it was still flashing. So I'm like, oh, I gotta go into Emerge. There's something not right. Something's mm-hmm. happening. Right. Walk into the Emerge. How I described it, it sounded like I had something wrong with 
closer to like a brain tumor or something. Mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time. I was just describing what was happening to me. So they rushed me in right away. They got me a couple of uh, doctors coming in and out. And there happened to be an ophthalmologist on staff. Mm -hmm. And when he, they said, you know, we're just going to give him a call because we see something, but we need him to come and confirm. So he looks in and he's like, I think I know what this is. And that's when they first diagnosed that I did have some type of retinal wow. um, condition. And then they sent me to someone, long story short, because it's a terrible story <laughs> <laughs> as to what I went through to find out exactly what it was and how I was told. Right. Um, there are some doctors that really should, when they get to a certain point, if they've become desensitized, they should mm -hmm. retire. Right. Because oh. you need a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah bedside manner when you're dealing with someone yeah you know you don't blurt it out well you're going blind yeah you're gonna, you're gonna lose your sight and I'm just kind of mm -hmm. sitting there I remember looking at my sister her jaw hit the floor the color just drained from my face and I looked at him I said what and of course your eyes well up so you automatically mm -hmm. start to cry and he's like there's no point crying it's not going to change anything I'm like you've got to be kidding me what's happening this is a nightmare mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but, you know, we, we, we go through that, you go through that whole process, and um, yeah. that's how I ended up finding out. And then God. that's when I, they, they introduced me to someone else, because I'm like, I cannot go see yes. this man. I had, yeah. um, I have a similar story, but it was, I had already gone bald. But at that point, I was, didn't know, same thing. I, I didn't know what was going on. I had no clue. And mm -hmm. my thought was, it'll come back. It'll just come back. And I went to see someone, and she, same thing. Uh, oh, no, you're never going to have hair again. You're bald now for life. Like, mm -hmm. just straight out. Like, you know, and I was like, oh. And up until then, I had this little flicker of hope, you know, that the hair was going to come back. And mm -hmm. I remember I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I went to my car. I just like burst into tears. I called yeah. my husband, you know, and I was like, bald forever. And I cried it out for an hour, dried the tears, moved on. The thing with me was more of it wasn't as known as it is today. Mm -hmm. So it's not that long ago. Yeah. Right. I'm 48. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a little <laughs> while back. But the, the thing I want to mention is that there has been so much research being done. And we can talk about that a little later. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that's currently being done. And that's how I went from not being diagnosed early enough. Mm -hmm. Because it just wasn't as popular mm -hmm. or as mm -hmm. known as it is now. Because of mm -hmm. all the research that so many foundations have been doing to raise awareness about this mm -hmm. and to raise awareness about vision loss and the different types of it and how everyone with vision loss is different. Mm -hmm. um, because people tend to put us all into one category. Oh, for sure. And there are many different faces and many different, you know, people to vision loss. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, so there was something that I read on your on your website mm -hmm. um and i'm just going to kind of read it if you don't mind <laughs> no go right ahead so you wrote the truth is i've learned to celebrate what may seem like small accomplish accomplishments to most but are life-changing to me i've lived a lie for the better part of my adult life i have read retinitis pigmentosa rp a degenerative eye disease that can cause complete blindness phew I said it. <laughs> Up until this last year, I've never openly discussed my disease or even called myself disabled out of fear of some that someone would look at me differently, pity me or focus on the disability and what it's done to me instead of seeing Mary and how I deal with the vision loss. 
took me a long time to realize that RP lives with me. It doesn't control or define me. And that was something that really resonated with me um, because I felt like I had to hide everything too. And when I first started to lose my hair, the oh got the battle I went through just to hide, you know, like a patch here, a patch there because of, I don't know, you know, just this, uh, if people see the patches, they're going to feel like this sympathy or like, you know, they're going to be like, oh, this, this poor girl. And they're going to stop seeing me as for who I am or, or what I'm doing and just mm-hmm. see me for this person that's now going bald. And, you know, so I, I really, <laughs> I really resonated with that. Um, and then what helped you take that step in deciding that, um, like you weren't going to let it define you and basically like speak your truth about this is what I have and moving forward, you know, I'm accepting it and living with it as a part of who I am. And uh, this is so, okay. So when, and I can understand, I, I can totally totally can relate to what you're saying mm-hmm. um, when it comes to you hide it you don't want people to know mm-hmm. a lot of it also for me was saying it out loud mm-hmm. uh, you know telling people it was accepting what was happening to me mm-hmm. I wasn't accepting it right um, I was kind of camouflaging it and hiding it behind people will treat me differently mm-hmm. which is a factor because it, it's valid it, it happens today you know, talking to someone beside me and they're like, oh, does she want something to eat? I'm here. Yeah. Ask me. Yes, exactly. Um, It's that type of thing. (laughs) So yeah, you do get treated differently, but it's about educating people. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. Um, But for me, it was so much more of the acceptance part of it, that if I said it to someone and I said it out loud, this is real, this is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So was it just a pattern of, as you were saying it more and more, you realized I know. As I was saying no, it more okay. and more, I was going deeper and deeper into, okay. I can't let anyone know yes, because this yes. is the bad that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like I kind of had this aha moment. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a process. So it started with losing my vision. When I finally did, I just want to kind of forefront and say with when I finally did mm-hmm. start telling people that this is what I have, this is what's going on. I can't tell you how liberating it was. Right. It was as though... I had, and I know it's cliche, a weight lifted off my shoulders, but I felt mm-hmm. 30 pounds lighter. Like mm-hmm. it was unreal. I felt like the weight on my chest was lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, I could breathe. And even though with less vision, I was seeing the world through a totally different lens. Like it was obstructed, but it was beautiful mm-hmm. because it was a world of opportunity. It was a world that I had shut myself down from. So, you know, it, it began with me losing more sight to I'm a huge advocate of therapy. Very huge. Mental health is at the top of my list because without that, I can't continue to be who I know I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. So I went and I, I did, and I still do and continue to do, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is huge because when you're dealing with a disability, anxiety is at the forefront it's at the mm-hmm. top of that oh, list, area. <laughs> right? Like everything yeah. is anxious, you know, anxiety yeah. inducing because mm-hmm. there's always that little bit of fear of, oh, crap, can I say shit? Yeah, oh, go <laughs> just, for it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, shit, I missed that step. What if I fall? Yeah. What if I do this? And it's mm-hmm. that what if cycle. Mm-hmm. And what cognitive behavioral therapy had helped me with is learning that I'm making more of things than what 
They really are. I'm worrying about things before they even happen. They may not even happen. I've done this mm-hmm. 50 times before mm-hmm. and it's never happened, mm-hmm. right? So something bad has never happened. Why am right. I suddenly worrying about that? Mm-hmm. Because everything felt like it was, you know, came crashing down on me because I finally said to myself, I'm losing my sight. I'm going blind. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything spiraled. So from there, right. that helped me. Um, I so know I'm ram- like the, the lowest lows even almost helped absolutely bring you back yeah exactly I I was meant to hit that Mm -hmm. in order to realize that this is not what I'm here to do Mm -hmm. this is not what I want to do and who I want to be so I just what was the question again because I'm rambling on like Tony no that's okay it was just like that moment you real (laughs) like that moment like that like one of the moments because there's many I know, yeah. but um, where you were just like, I can't, I, I got to stop this. Like that was and, it. And where you made the change, right? So and it started it was, with therapy. Right. And then with therapy came cooking mm-hmm. and it was an accident. It literally mm-hmm. was me going into the kitchen and just started cooking again because I've always mm-hmm. loved it. And I thought, let me get creative. It's a way of me using my creativity. I draw, I, you know, knit, I do a whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. but nothing was as smile inducing as you know cooking Mm -hmm. and that's how it happened that's awesome i know for me too like oh no that's great i know for me too like i um when the hair first started falling out it would be like chunks and chunks and chunks Mm -hmm. you know and my husband was like just shave it just shave it but i was like "Ah." like you know i was like no no like i can't do that and just one day i like pulled out it was like this massive wad in my hand and i just thought (laughs) well what am I doing? Like, I'm just like prolonging the inevitable. I'm just, you know, causing this. And then I shaved it or my husband shaved it off. And like you said, it's, it sounds cliche to say like liberating or the weight lifted off your shoulders, but it was, it was like, I took control back, you know, when it it is, yeah, you take control and you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And you've, and you realize like, I do have control over this for the first time in a, in a long time, you know, I don't know with your condition. Is there a cure? Is there, uh, um, no cure. Uh, Same with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, here's some stuff that will hopefully, um, you know, help you not go into remission. They call it remission Mm -hmm. and relapsing and whatever. So I'm currently in uh, remission of um, my my body just kind of attacks itself. It just doesn't like me for some reason. So it when it, it just got to a point where it was working overtime, I think, to just take care of my body that it just stopped growing my hair because that was just too much you know it was it was overloaded with already trying to deal with um it attacks my red blood cells and destroys them and then i get i get hemolytic anemia and need blood transfusions and all Mm -hmm, these things mm so it's just but but yeah we finally figured out that it's linked to this genetic defect which is huge so that's at least an answer because before it was just like i don't i don't know I don't so know. So did you, know, like, did you celebrate when they told you that you had the genetic defect yeah because i know when they finally gave me a name to the genetic, mm-hmm. um, uh, to the gene mutation that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had a drink. Like we had drinks, yeah. we celebrated, like it yeah. was just, and yeah. everyone's like, really? I said, no, you don't understand. I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah, it's not, I mean, yeah, it doesn't cure it, but it's an answer. No. Like It's an answer. Yeah, I, I've gone my whole life with just, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. And even up until recently, I would get, well, that's just your body. Your body's weird like that. It just attacks itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, I got rash from like scalp to toe and it's like, Oh, that's just your body. Your body's just weird like that, you know. But now I just at least I have an answer of like if you've got this defective gene. Mine's an LRBA, LRBA gene, defective LRBA gene. So 
I know that. And like you said, it's just like, yay. And people might think it's weird, but it's an answer. Like you don't understand how yeah. amazing it is to have an answer after. And that's why so it leads long. us back to, it's you taking back control. Mm-hmm. Saying it out loud, telling people, yeah. being forthcoming with whatever is going on. Mm-hmm is you taking control of the situation and that's mm-hmm. how the condition lives with you and you no longer live with it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I know like we were talking about like the anxieties that come along with, oh gosh, oh, so yeah. many anxieties, just normal life. And you know, you have yeah. normal life anxieties, like what am I going to cook or my house is a disaster and all those things. And then on top you deal with all of this. So we kind of dabbled a little bit into the, you know, dealing with some medical people mm-hmm. Um and like I had situations maybe in the beginning where they sent me for a procedure or they did something I didn't really feel like I needed or I felt was a, like it wasn't helping, you know, mm-hmm. or um, just being spoken to in a really awful way. And again, I always say this every time I record an episode that I, I love doctors. I love nurses. You know, I'm, I have nothing against, you know, I've met some amazing, incredible ones, but unfortunately, like anything you meet people sometimes who just aren't meant to do what they do. Yep. And I unfortunately Life. have met my share. You know? um, and I got to a point finally, thankfully, and with the help of my husband, where I started to be my own advocate and just stand up for myself when it came to doctors, which can be very intimidating for a lot of people. It's a scary thing. It is, uh, but you have to advocate yes, for yourself. Right? Especially. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So when I started doing that, things made a turn and I started finding doctors that I connected with, that I clicked with, that worked. But up until then, it was a hard road. So my question is just you, I know we talked a little bit about it, but like your experience with the doctor telling you, you know, that you're just going to be blind. So bedside manner, you know, a little Mm -hmm. bit out the window there. Um, But anything else? um, I guess just with living with it and dealing with the medical side, um, the medical side of it, like any, like complications or things you wish were easier for people with RP uh, in oh, that God. aspect. Uh, you know what? There are so many right now in our current climate because of the current pandemic mm-hmm. that I wish I could just go in and speak to, to organizations and just let them know, look, I know you have a pro- – let's talk about the, the medical – the health industry. Mm-hmm. They are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What they do day in, day out, I commend every single one of them. Like mm-hmm. they are absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. in the health field. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors, nurses, you name it, all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Staff, you, all of them. I can't mm-hmm. stress it enough. Right. But we're in a situation right now where we're all dealing with, and what the health system is dealing with is protocol. They have a certain protocol to adhere to when you enter a hospital, when you go for an appointment, when you do these things. Right. That has been extremely challenging for someone with a disability, mm-hmm. someone like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote about it in an article that was published in Refinery29, which is COVID and disability, mm-hmm. um, because I-, I wanted people to understand that although our health system has protocols that they have to adhere to, and I respect that, common sense has to come into play. If someone's mm-hmm. leading with, I have a visual impairment, I have a seeing guide with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're only allowed one person, but I'm sure we can make the exception for someone who is my seeing guide. Mm-hmm. I don't have a cane, uh, a white cane. I don't have a, see- a guide dog. I use a seeing guide whenever I need it. Mm-hmm. I have central vision, so I can pretty much get myself around. Mm-hmm. 
The problem with that was, is I ran into a lot of issues, a lot of pushback. Let me check with the nurse to see if it's okay. I'm like, what do you mean if it's okay? Right. If it's not okay, then I will not be coming in. Mm -hmm. Because what they've done now is because of all these new protocols, there are now go down this line, go up this line, go mm-hmm. to this wall, check this door before you even make it to your appointment. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the grocery stores, walk up this aisle, walk down this aisle. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's nothing tactile on the floor to allow someone or visual or, you know, even a sound yes. yeah. to let you know you're going down the wrong aisle, mm-hmm. then it's not inclusive mm-hmm. of everyone. So, I mean, look, you care that I'm getting heated because yes. I have had oh, many me too. experiences. I could, get, I could talk about this for a very long time. <laughs> you know, and, and I had an incident, an incident at the airport. Yeah, I was going to ask COVID. you about that. So we can, we can segue that in here. <laughs> so the airport, um, I was doing some traveling because I was shooting a documentary, uh, A Taste of the Prairies. And I had my scene guide with me. And we were going to customs and there's another sign, another, so there are two lines and there's a, the second line is for someone with a disability, Mm -hmm. um, children, families. It's, it's usually a different line. Mm -hmm. So I, with my guide, we walk over to the other line. We were directed to this line by another airport worker. Mm -hmm. As we're entering the line, now I believe they were either airport employees or customs employees. I don't know at this point, but they worked at the airport. Mm-hmm. As I'm walking in, she stops us and said, where are you going? Well, we're going to the line right here. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you going there? You should be in the other line. So again, I don't mm-hmm. have anything identifying. So I can, right. you know, calmly say, I have a visual impairment. I'm low vision. This is my seeing guide, mm-hmm. um, which she then describes why she's there with me and why we're in this line and uh, kind of gave me this rolling of the eyes, like really? And I looked at her and I said, are you honestly questioning me? Mm-hmm. And my friend, my girlfriend that was with me, a friend of mine, she says, let's walk before we don't get on this flight. Yeah. Because by this point you could see the steam was just coming, shooting right out of my ears. Cause I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that here I am telling you that I have this mm-hmm. condition, why would I lie about that? I know. Right? Like, yeah. why would someone lie about that? And if they and do... And why wouldn't the person with you, like, learn all that just to spew it, just so you can stand in the right. other line? Right. Yeah. Um, I said, and if you took a look at my my uh, boarding pass, it actually does state it on there. Mm-hmm. But she hadn't asked for the boarding pass, none of that. And I thought, mm-hmm. all of this could have been avoided if, one, if you didn't believe me, just ask for the boarding pass. Right. Don't mock me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was one of mm-hmm. those things. And I think that's what a lot of us need to understand and realize is that although it's not a visible condition, mm-hmm. give someone the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. You know, don't yeah. don't always reply with a mean-spirited reply. I don't know how mm-hmm. other, other else to say it other than mm-hmm. cursing at the person. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's just it's, so much of that. There are so many people living with, like, I guess what we describe as invisible diseases or yeah. invisible Ill- illnesses. And mm-hmm. um, in this climate too, like you were saying, people are a little extra testy, you know, and um, much so. jumping on people. And it's, it's like you said, it's, it's not always like it seems, you know, I, I look fine. I seem fine, but there's a lot going on inside. That's right. And even just for somebody who's having a lot of, 
you know, mental, um, you know, struggles in their life. You just mm-hmm. don't know, you know, like physically they might be perfect, but mentally, you know, they're really struggling and you could be the difference of them, you know, choosing not to harm themselves that day or something, whatever, you know, there's, it's, it goes so much deeper than people realize. That's and- why I always say, and I've always said, lead with kindness mm-hmm. and no matter what situation, because even if someone's being terrible to you, Mm-hmm. And their initial response to you is is a nasty one. Mm-hmm. Once you respond to them with kindness, they have no way to rebuttal and come at you again because there's no way you can. Yeah, exactly. Right? It so, just shuts it down. Exactly. It shuts <laughs> it down. And by leading with kindness, mm-hmm. like you said, it could make a difference in someone else's day, including mm-hmm. yours. Yeah. Because right? I, I don't want to like be pissed everyone off. Everyone nowadays is like one of those undercover investigators you know like you see someone park in a handicapped spot and they get out and they seem fine and everybody's like that that person they're walking they don't have yeah like they don't have a you know let's film them it's just oh man it's so like you don't know you just don't know maybe they can walk Mm -hmm. short distance maybe they can't walk a very far distance so they park there so that they can walk to the the door of the mall you know like like Mm -hmm. lay off you know like yeah it's it's that's a struggle that's a that's a struggle and people that don't live every day with something like that, obviously, it's not something they're thinking about. Um, and that's why I always encourage. If mm-hmm. you see something that, that you find odd or mm-hmm. if someone says that they don't, you know, they're legally blind and you want to know what that means, ask. Yeah, exactly. Ask because I am, majority of the people are more than happy to answer mm-hmm. because the only way we can become more inclusive and mm-hmm. move forward is to answer these questions and have conversations that may be uncomfortable at first, mm-hmm. but eventually it becomes the norm. Exactly. And you never know, no one knows where their life is going to take them. No. And like me, I never imagined I'd be in this situation or have what I have. So educating yourself is even just really smart because, or, mm-hmm. or learning more about what people have, because then, you know, God forbid you get something, but uh, you're so much more educated about it or someone in your family or, or whatever, you know, it just, it just broadens your horizons as well to learn it does about it everything. does and i don't want to come across as like i'm i'm poo-pooing on like that when i poo-pooing on the health system yeah yeah <laughs> right i know i always have to make it very clear that i love doctors i love nurses i love that i get my medicines for free and stuff you know it's nothing like that it could it's be, nothing we could like be talking about any profession it's just sometimes you meet those few that you know yeah and, well and the only reason why we highlight these certain situations is again is to help people learn Mm-hmm, exactly. That it's, it's not okay to do certain things. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because there's someone on the receiving end of that comment, of that action, mm-hmm. that when mm-hmm. they get home, they feel it. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And it's all the emotions that come along with it and dealing, like we said, not with, not just with everyday life issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you're dealing with now everything else on top of it. And then someone who doesn't have the best bedside manner, you know, just kind of tearing your hopes and dreams to shreds. Uh, and then they go on and have their lunch break. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, so for me, the funny, I guess not funny, but interesting thing is, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I came to a point in my, I guess, journey mm-hmm. where I realized that what I had been through was give like had given me a, like a, a much better perspective on just life in general mm-hmm. and had in, t- in turn made me like I think a better version of me like a better me 
you know, and that's something that you never think about. You never think these hard times are going to shape me into who I'm meant to be mm-hmm. when you're going through it at the time. Right. Um, so having lived through it and come out of it and who knows what I will face again, but, you know, at this point, very happy with how things have been going um, and everything I had to come overcome mentally and physically, et cetera. Um, do you find that's similar for you? Like how has your perspective on life changed since kind of before all everything kind of after you'd gone through it and kind of come out the other side or, or accepted the new norm, Mm -hmm. I guess. How have things changed? Everything's changed. Mm -hmm. I always say, and I've, say this over and over to people that I am the happiest I have ever been with less sight. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I don't want to cut you off, but I feel the exact same way. It's funny because like when I lost my hair, once I had accepted it and moved on and just started wearing head wraps and stuff, I swear I got more compliments than I ever had in my life. But I think it was because it was me that's projecting that. Right. So sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's the happiest because it's, allowed me to be exactly who I believe I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And that is someone who doesn't focus on the negativity, doesn't mm-hmm. focus on the what ifs, and moves on from that and looks at ways that I can make my life and maybe even someone else's life a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it sounds, honestly, it sounds like I keep on saying it, that Tony Robbins moment, but mm-hmm. it really really has changed accepting and talking about what's happening Mm -hmm. and talking about how things have changed um, and how they were before has allowed me to, it's opened my eyes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It's opened my eyes to what life is should be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that I am sunshine and rainbows every single day. No, exactly. No. Right, Hell, exactly. No one. I mean, and no anyone one. who knows me knows that I'm a sarcastic fool. Mm-hmm. Um, but and but it's just there's always that underlining smile. Right. And the reason why I always refer back to smile is because that's what helped pull me through all of this. It's a it's a word to many, so it means so many things: smile, mm-hmm. happiness, mm-hmm. joy. Um, but it's also an acronym for me. Mm-hmm. So smile represents see miracles in life every day. And I actually had that tattooed on my wrist (laughs) because it was, it's just the word smile and Mm -hmm. it's just something that whenever I look at it, it reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. So I started with it on my phone. It was my screensaver. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept on repeating it to myself whenever I started feeling like I was spiraling or Mm -hmm. things were not going my way. And I thought, well, why am I feeling bad for myself? Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to. Right, exactly. Right? I mean, we're taught that we're allowed to feel it, feel all the feels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but And it's okay to feel it. It is, yeah. But you're still going to ask yourself, why is this happening? Why am mm-hmm. I, you know? And then I would always look at that word smile. And it would mm-hmm. remind me that there are miracles in life that happen every single day. Mm-hmm. Just to look at awesome. them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. And sometimes I feel like I think to myself, you're so lucky to have this perspective because I know as weird as that sounds because no one wants to go through th- mm-hmm. bad things but I remind myself how lucky I am to have this perspective and sometimes I feel like I'm sitting kind of up on a little hill and I'm kind of looking down at everybody as weird as that sounds I'm not saying I'm like the queen or something but I'm just saying like I 
I'm almost th- I'm thankful for it because I know that anything can happen. And even though everybody knows that, everybody knows. Ooh, I just hit the mic. Anyone, everyone knows that anything can happen in a split second. But to actually fall um, and then kind of rise back up, I mm-hmm. guess, and actually mm-hmm. and actually live through it is, it, yeah, it's life changing. You know, um, and. Yeah, I feel like when I talk to other people who have been through something or going through an illness or disability or what have you, they kind of they kind of get it, you know, and I feel mm-hmm. like we we connect, which is awesome, because sometimes when you're going through something alone or you're the first person to have it, it can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. And even when you're surrounded by like a loving family or a spouse, you know, you can still feel lonely, which is which is a strange thing, but it's because no one knows you know, internally what, what you're going through or feeling the things that you're feeling. And so talking to other people who are, have lived a similar situation or similar patterns, which like you said, not everybody has the same, even though you, two people might have RP, it can be completely different, Mm -hmm. but um, there are similarities there that help connect the pieces. So I think reaching out and talking to other people is also a huge help because you don't feel so lonely Mm -hmm. or, or you don't feel so alone. In, in those feelings and even in the feeling of, you know, having this new perspective and enlightenment, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to talk to people who kind of have gone through similar things, you know, or just dealt with the medical, <laughs> medical yeah. stuff as well. It's, uh, it's fun to talk or uh, therapeutic to talk about because even sometimes talking to a therapist who's maybe never experienced any health issues, um, that's where it, for me, it's helped. It's just reaching out and talking to people who, have had to go through medical things, just anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, because um, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, vision loss or mm-hmm. anything. It's mm-hmm. just anyone that's experienced some type of um, mm-hmm. illness that is, has just experienced it. And you realize how many things overlap, how many mm-hmm. experiences overlap. Exactly. Even though the conditions are different, circumstances yeah. are different, the mm-hmm. experience overall Mm-hmm. It just it tends to to mirror one another mm-hmm. on a lot. And like of things. you said, like it's it's okay to live in the in the oh poor me. Like it's it okay is. to have those moments. And I feel like sometimes, like I feel like there's an oversaturation of negativity on social media, but sometimes there's an oversaturation. I think of positive too. I think right. it's like both because I think people feel like like, and I used to do it too. I'm guilty of it too. It's like you you feel you get mad at yourself for being down, you know, then you're like, why? No. But what I found helped me was just like living in it and sitting with it, you know, and actually just being like, no, I'm not happy today. I'm just going to live in this. I'm going to binge watch something and just then I'll feel better, you know, and like, it's okay to live in that, you know, then not be happy for the one day, you know, And, and I think that that's important. Like you don't need to, you know, you don't need to be all those you know, posts about like mm-hmm. all these amazing things, but just because what I find happens is when you do sit in it um, a day or two or maybe less, you know, you start to kind of come back, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it doesn't, it doesn't really last as long as, as you think it is when you allow yourself to sit with that. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's important for people to know is that it's, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. And even though we it's talk not, about, yeah. you know, the change in perspective and all that, we still have bad days. Um, and absolutely. That's like and that's okay. And the reason why mm-hmm. I kind of said, you know, and that's okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, mocked, not mocked it, but 
A little bit of sarcasm with it is because, again, like you mentioned, you tapped into social media there. You hit the nail mm-hmm. on the head. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that, you know, all these life coaches mm-hmm. that use these lines that it's okay to feel it and, mm-hmm. um, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's a book. You know, when everyone's yeah. using this quote, like it's it's something new. And I don't want to mm-hmm. seem cynical, but no, I just want people to understand that just because it's trending or it's something that everyone is saying or doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to really mean what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mean it, walk the walk, talk the talk, um, and do it because honestly, it will help you. Right. So if you are feeling 100%. crappy and you are feeling low, mm-hmm. go ahead, feel it. Exactly. But don't just say the words because you think that's what you need to do today. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, do it. Yeah. Or don't, like, don't feel the need to post, like, I'm going to conquer. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Just be upset. <laughs> do it. I mean, if that's what works for you, that's fine. Yeah. But exactly. I, I strongly believe that a lot of what's being posted is because it's just to keep up with algorithms and posts right. and, right. And, you know, kind of following the masses. Just do you. Right. You're feeling crappy. And, and yeah. And, like, it. I don't want to, I was, I'm going to use your word poo-poo on anybody who, <laughs> who wants to post constantly like their positive things. That's Hey, if that makes you feel better, go for it. But I anyone think it's just, anyone yeah. who knows me that I said poo-poo, they're, they're, yeah. they'll be killing themselves because that's not me. <laughs> oh, no? Okay. I was like, oh, yeah. I liked it. I was like, oh, I like that. I'm going. Oh, yeah. No, poo-poo. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's, the, that's, the, that's the sweet side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Usually that's it's the not other. Yeah, exactly. Podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um... But yeah, like I just do you and do whatever makes you happy. But also just know that if you don't want to do that, don't do it. And if you need a break from social media and the positive just as much as the negative, mm-hmm. do it. Do whatever's going to help you you mentally, right? That's the key. So I was also, I listened to a podcast that you were on recently. Um, oh, no, sorry. You interviewed somebody on your podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Um and I can't remember now his name. Darn it. Uh, it was the, I think he was one of the two blind brothers. Okay. I believe. Yep. And I think on there, you guys were talking about, um, which I thought was really interesting and something that I never would have thought about, um, like kitchen hacks for people who are visually impaired or losing their sight or maybe know somebody who is or mm-hmm. might face this sometime in the future. Um, and like I said, I, I, none of, if you're not living it, you don't think about it, right? But it was kind of opened my eyes to like, wow, yeah, how do they do that? The spices, you know, how, how do they know which spice they're reaching for, you know, et cetera. So I thought that'd be something, if you could kind of give us some of tips and tricks, hacks that you use in the kitchen. Um, Oh yeah, I've got a couple that, a few of them actually that I will, I do want to share. And I want to mention that a lot of these tricks and a lot of these techniques, let's say, Mm-hmm. are great for anyone. Mm-hmm. So let's say even if you're a newcomer into the kitchen and you're just a beginner, a beginner cook, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of these are helpful. Um, even if you've been cooking forever, a lot of these tips that I'm going to share are helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a lot that I do. And one thing I do do is I familiarize myself with technology. I am a hidden techie geek. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Oh, I, I love I know, all I that jazz. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just a nut when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I want to do is encourage everyone, familiar yourself, familiarize yourself mm-hmm. with technology. Like for, you know, for someone who's blind or low vision, technology, it needs to be our friend. 
Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do, start with Google Home. A lot of people overlook this. And Google Home in the kitchen is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, you have it set timers for you. So if someone, if you can't see the timer on your stove, set the timer through Google. Mm-hmm. And it'll alert you. Mm-hmm. Um, it will read your recipes. It will, I'm not going to say the, you know, the command because then right, mine's right. going to go off. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, it'll read your recipes. You can pause it. You can skip. Uh, you can go back. It'll convert measurements for you. Mm-hmm. And all of it, you don't have to look up anything. You just say the command and it'll give you that information. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I would set up in my, in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. For someone who's low vision, visually impaired, I would put um, a talking scale. So this is their, this oh. is their survival. This is their kitchen starter kit. Mm-hmm. So you've got your Google Home. You have a talking scale. And you have a talking, um, it's like a measuring cup. So it measures liquid. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell wow. you how much liquid is being poured in. Um, the, also, the other thing I would definitely, definitely add is a talking thermometer or a large screen thermometer. And what that does is you can measure the temperature of your food. Large screen is really user-friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple out there that actually have pre-programmed chicken uh, temp, um, beef, fish. And what will happen is when you probe the item, the item, when you probe the, <laughs> the, the meat, it will, it will, it'll beep if it's reached its uh, optimal temperature when it's safe to eat. So get yourself one of those. Wow. See, I didn't even know those things existed. You oh, know, yes. you learn something new every day. That's why this is so important. <laughs> so this is, the, there's two apps that are really cool. Um, one is called Seeing AI and one is Tap Tap See. Even if you don't have a visual impairment, download these mm-hmm. things, fool around with, play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because my husband and I did it and it was hilarious because Seeing Eye, um, what that does is it uses the camera on your phone. And your microphone. Mm-hmm. So it describes nearby objects, nearby people. So if you wow. point the camera at someone, it will tell you who's in front of you. The beauty of the, oh yeah, the beauty of this app though, <laughs> is it shaves off years off your life. Oh, so it said that I was wonderful. like five to eight years younger than what I was. <laughs> the scary part is I've heard of someone pointed at, at someone else and it mm-hmm. added years to their oh, age. Wow. Okay. So the person was totally offended. I'm like, no, it's the app. It's not me. Yeah, it's not me. It's the app, I swear. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. So there's that, that feature. That is so cool. Like, uh, never would never know. Yeah, or you can you use know. you can use it to scan something. So you know if you have um, a spice. Mm-hmm. or a can of something in front of you. Mm-hmm. If you scan the barcode, it will tell you what that item is. So put your phone over it. It'll scan the barcode. Feature on this app is also um, you can take a photograph of it, and it will describe what's in that photo. Or wow. it, if you take, if you just you know place it over the label of the can, it'll tell you beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, that was seeing AI. Uh, It'll tell you probably like nutritional facts and stuff like that. Will it do that? It'll read it to you. That's awesome. It'll read it to you. So tap, tap, see. This needs your voiceover to be enabled on your phone. So that's what's different. So when you go Mm -hmm. into accessible features on your phone, uh, accessibility, you select voiceover. Mm -hmm. And this is what people like myself or someone else who has low vision or uh, blind and needs, Mm -hmm. you know, uses their smartphone. They have something that talks over and it'll 
explain mm-hmm. and describe different commands to you or what's mm-hmm. on your screen or um, so that's what tap tap C needs. And again, that one's photo driven. Take a photo. It'll tell you what's in the photo. Um, what else? Oh, your Apple phone comes with a magnifier glass. So any smartphone. Yeah. Androids and Apple both come with a magnifying glass. I've been an Apple um, snob, let's say, from when it came to Canada. (laughs) I would never have known that. Yeah. If you tap the side, I think it's the tap the side button three times, a message will pop up at the bottom of your screen. You tap magnifier. That is my best friend at the grocery store. Wow. Because sometimes they make these labels smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, what's in here? What's the nutritional value in here? And the nutritional facts. And that's, I use that. Um, wow. I mean, I'm just thinking to myself how much I take that for granted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just going to the store and seeing the thing that I want and grabbing it and not having to go through this process. Like, I couldn't even imagine the process of, okay, well, what, now I got to make sure that this is the right thing that I'm supposed to be grabbing. And because I'm sure you've probably gotten home a few times and not had the right thing or maybe no, made a I'm mistake. No, because I'm a loud mouth. I asked oh. the person next to me, I'm like, excuse me. I don't oh, good. Can you read good. this? Good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's, that's, what does that fall under? Advocating for yourself? Yeah, <laughs> it does. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. like, cause I'm, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I would be, to have to go back or to have to, you know, I'd, yeah. No, my yeah. favorite big- was a grocery store. I could not, no, it was Sephora. Sephora and I'm like could someone please tell me how to exit this store I feel like I'm walking in circles right and they'll still show me so it was all good were they kind about it it's I find Sephora sometimes we hit or miss with the <laughs> oh no they were all kind it they was hilarious kind. good okay, because you could okay. just see me I'm like no seriously I'm walking in circles I know yeah. I passed the stand three times someone <laughs> show me, me the exit here. yeah yeah and a couple I just want to quickly highlight yeah. a couple of less techie items right so elastic bands have them become your friend in the kitchen Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a pepper mill and a salt mm-hmm. shaker. Put the rubber bands on the salt. Mm-hmm. This way, because sometimes they're, they're defined, they're both the same shape. Right. Um, so That's such a good idea. Like rubber bands. Think, so you can feel, you know, this one has the rubber band, it's the salt. Have you ever heard of bump I dots? Do. No. So bump dots, how can I explain them? You know the, the bumpers that are on your cabinet doors in the kitchen? Right. Yes. Okay. Those little mm-hmm. rubber kind mm-hmm. of bumpets. Mm-hmm. Those. So you can put one because now all the ovens are coming with like these electronic screens. Oh, right. So for someone who's visually impaired, everything is flat. There's nothing Mm -hmm. tactile about it. Mm -hmm. So if you add a bumpet on your start, a bumpet on your bake. Mm -hmm. So two bumpets on bake, one on start. Then you know when you hit that bake Mm -hmm. and then uh, a bumpet on the start or vice versa. It's They're little things. It's so funny because... You would never, even though you know, like I know you're telling mm-hmm. me, I can't see, you know, the best. And you think, oh, okay. But then you never think about all these little tiny, like all these things, every, like all these little things, like how that's so true. I never would have. Think about when you're cutting. So you're chopping mm-hmm. something, <laughs> right? My goodness. Yeah. Chopping can be a nightmare mm-hmm. if you're chopping carrots or something that rolls off your surface. Mm-hmm. Put a baking sheet a rimmed baking sheet underneath your cutting board. Place your cutting board inside. So when you're chopping, when it rolls off, it'll roll into the baking sheet. Wow, that's such a good idea. Yeah, you're not searching your entire counter or the floor Mm -hmm. for things. It is all in that baking sheet. It makes cleanup really easy too. Wow, that's... 
And this, a good idea. See, this one here goes for everyone across the board. Mm-hmm. Anchor your cutting boards. If your cutting board tends to move around when you're chopping, mm-hmm. either get yourself a damp cloth. I like to use a damp paper towel mm-hmm. because then I can just discard it after, wipe down the counter and discard it. Right. Damp it, place it at the bottom on your counter. Put your either your cutting board or your baking sheet on top and it anchors it to the counter. It will not move. And that's for safety. You want to make sure that that's safely secured so it doesn't move everywhere when you're chopping. Mm -hmm. Tuck Mm -hmm. your knife underneath your cutting board. This is, again, across the board for everyone. This way you don't touch the blade. Right. But a cool way to tell someone, to to identify where the sharp side is of your knife. Mm -hmm. If you can't see it, you don't know it. So -hmm. without touching it, you don't want to slice yourself. Mm -hmm. Take your knife and place it on your cutting board. If it rocks back and forth, that's the sharp side. Which it sounds so simple, but I never would. But think it's not to something you think about. No, exactly. It's like it sounds so simple, but you never would think of that. Wow, yeah. colored cutting boards mm-hmm. because the contrast of food. So I have a lot of white cutting boards, mm-hmm. and I have some darker ones. And if I'm chopping something like onion, I'll grab a darker cutting board mm-hmm. because it's the contrast of the dark board with the white onion. Right. If I'm chopping, you know, again carrots. Uh, celery i don't know right right put that on top of the white cutting board because again there's that contrast if Mm. you're pouring liquid into a measuring cup place a dark backdrop behind the measuring cup Mm -hmm. and if it's a clear liquid this way you can see the level of fluid that you're pouring in Mm -hmm. if that's a problem for you like if you have uh, low vision right Right. um oh pizza cutter who knew that a pizza cutter can work as a knife so if your knife skills, if you're uncomfortable using a knife and you can't see, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I would suggest using a pizza cutter to start off, to Ooh. get you more comfortable with cutting a sandwich, right. um, slicing something, use yeah. a pizza cutter, it works. Mm-hmm. You so, don't have to think about it, honestly. Exactly. It's just not even in your in your scope, you know, and that's something I try to remind myself every day, you know, especially on those down days, you know, you're just like, why don't people get it sometimes, but... It's just, and we know it because we, we live it. Mm-hmm. This is an ex- this is an example right here. I never mm-hmm. would have thought of all these things. You know, it's just, it's not that you're a bad person. It's just that no, education. Because you don't need to. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. little things like this, little minor adjustments can make someone like myself more mm-hmm. comfortable in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Wow, and to make, you know, a happier experience. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's just, and it just like, okay, so you we're, we're talking about the technology stuff, which is crazy, mm-hmm. and how much that could help. That's amazing. And it just goes to show that, you know, investing or donating to these things goes so much farther than you would ever imagine, mm-hmm. you know, like, just donating to companies that are trying to make, you know, things more accessible um, to, to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's such an important place to invest or or to give and do you have any other I guess is there is there places where people can go to donate to RP or just kind of educate themselves better on it if they want to kind of leave this conversation and and look up more oh absolutely like I know there's probably tons on the internet but is there anything specifically that you I'm going to highlight three yeah Mm -hmm. I'm going to highlight three few three that come to mind uh they're all non-for-profit and even to give yourself an idea of what it means to be low vision, blind, mm-hmm. legally uh, legally blind, visually impaired, all the words that people use, mm-hmm. um, any type of condition, how it differentiates, how people with sight loss differentiate from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or are different from one another or their conditions, let's say. Mm-hmm. So first one that I want to mention, actually, I'm going to mention four. First one, go to my website. Here's my shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kitchenconfession.com on Instagram. Yeah. At Kitchen Confession, guys, you will find a lot of things there. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to chat with me. So now that I've got that out of the way, mm-hmm. I had to. I couldn't resist. No, I, no, I should have. <laughs> no, I no, mentioned no. it at the beginning, but I should have been mentioning it again. No, well, throughout. You know, I mean, every second <laughs> yeah. word we should yes, have said. Yes, exactly. We should have. I know. Yeah. It's okay. I forgive yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do want to mention is, let's start with the CNIB Foundation. So it's the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. And it's, uh, the website is CN- cnib.ca. And what the CNIB Foundation, it's a non-profit organization. They deliver innovative programs. They empower people to live their lives the fullest and it, that are impacted by blindness. Mm-hmm. They, they want you to feel comfortable to be able to live your life to your best ability. And um, they're always continuously working towards, you know, tearing down those barriers of inclusion, making sure that Everyone is included, including those with visual impairments. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the FBC, which is Fighting Blindness Canada. And that's fightingblindness.ca. It's uh, Canada's leading private funder of vision research. So they've been around for 40 some odd years, I believe. They have conducted countless numbers of um, uh, research uh what are they working on? They've worked on stem cell research, neuroprotective therapies. You know, I wrote that one down because it was no way yeah. I was going to remember that. <laughs> um, they have technology developments, uh, pharmaceuticals, gene therapy are some of the research that's going on right now mm-hmm. and that they've been working on to help, um, you know, either slow down the process of vision loss, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully prevent certain types of vision loss. Mm -hmm. So they've been working towards that. And there I do know that you can donate to them. Um, I want to mention, and CNIB and Foundation Fighting, uh, Foundation, um, sorry, Fighting Blindness Canada, because they've changed Mm -hmm. their name. That's why I kept on Mm -hmm. bumbling Mm -hmm. with it. Both you can donate to. Accessible Media Inc. I want to mention them because so many people do not know about this. Have you heard of Accessible Media Inc.? So an Accessible Media, is that where you do the Now We're Cooking? Yes. Yes. So so I hadn't actually until I found you. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be... Sorry, so, go ahead. Yeah, I do Now We're Cooking for them, uh, which is a cooking segment. Um, I've done a documentary for them. I tasted the prairies. I contribute bi-weekly on a radio show, Kelly and Company, mm-hmm. through AMI, which honestly, they're just so much fun to chat with. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Accessible Media Inc. does, so they're at ami.ca. It's a not-for-profit media company. Um, it informs and it empowers Canadians that are blind and partially sighted. So a lot of their employees and a lot of the people that work on their programming do have a visual, uh, a, uh, blind who are blind or partially sighted. Good God, now mm-hmm. I'm stumbling on my words. It's okay. <laughs> um, they do have... I think it's a French, so AMI Tele, which is in French, AMI TV, and AMI Audio. Both are in English. 
and they want to establish and they want to support the voice of Canadians with disabilities mm-hmm. is what they want to do. So they want to represent their interests, their concerns, and value through accessible media. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. So AMI is actually, um, it's part of everyone's regular cable channel. That's what a lot of people don't know. Oh, wow. Yep. Did yep. not know that. Yeah. It can be found on your basic digital cable packages. So everyone has it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different for every uh, provider. So you can go to, I think AMI, actually, if you go to ami.ca, and I think they have AMI schedules, that's where they can list the channel where you can find the channel for AMI. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot. That's yeah. awesome. That's such great information. That is so good. Yeah, I'm just like sitting here thinking like, wow, there's just so much to, to learn. You just really don't know until oh. you... And AMI, okay. I just want to add, you can mm-hmm. find them on cable. Mm-hmm. Their radio network is also on cable. Okay. So you can listen to it through your cable package. You can listen to it online live. Um, I believe Radio or Intune has their station mm-hmm. as well, the mm-hmm. app. So it's available everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you know what I've been thinking about, actually? How, you know, just talking about kind of just making life more simple, but not just simple, but educating people. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, how many times in my life, especially like a kid and a teen, did I say to somebody, what are you blind? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that comes to mind. And I just think, wow, like that's just such a, when you're saying it, you don't, like, even though I know I didn't mean it in a certain way, but even just little things like that, you know, I still don't really. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I still hear. And it's funny because now I answer. Yeah, I am. Yes, I yeah. am. Yeah. And it just it oh stops that conversation yes. dead in its tracks. Oh, they must feel horrible. But you know what? They'll never do it again. That's the thing. They'll never do it again. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't think I've done it recently, but I've heard, yeah, exactly. You hear it all the time. It's such a, people just say it. There's mm-hmm. no thought to it anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's just, why are you blind? You know, oh, I, um, it just, education is so important for that as well, because it just makes you it just brings what's obviously should be an obvious maybe you shouldn't say this but it becomes such a normal part of people's life and reality that they don't see that mm-hmm. so even just having these discussions or, or reaching out or educating yourself will just get you better um you know acquainted with maybe how you're using words in your life mm-hmm. that maybe might um and I guess, again, it comes back to that invisible type illness or disability thing where you you never know who you're going to encounter and you might say something like that too, you know, and, and you're probably not going to feel too good. So mm-hmm. um, just I just wanted to bring that up because I'm sure many people, if not everyone, has said that at some point in their life to somebody mm-hmm. and never thought twice about it, you know, and maybe just now they'll they'll think about it maybe a little bit better when they're a little bit more when they're out and about, especially. Right. Um, and don't put their foot in their mouth because, because that's, yeah, I, yeah, I could imagine like somebody saying to me like, what are you bald? You know, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you know, you know, it's just, uh, how long do you have? Do you want the full story? You want the full yeah. sw- nose version? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I am actually <laughs> like, oh, I just, um, yeah, it's just something you don't think about. You don't think yeah. of these things. It's uh, education, 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 educate yourself. Um, listen to somebody or like what you were saying, if you have a question, ask it. Or if yeah. you're curious about something, ask them. 
Ask you know, them. because like you said, you'd rather people be educated about it and know moving forward mm-hmm. so that they don't make those mistakes or that they just they just know, mm-hmm. you know, it helps everybody to educate yourself on on all these different things. And um, yeah, I just was thinking about that. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> the things we don't think about when it's not in the forefront of our yeah of what we're going through anyway. Um, OK, so. We all struggle with something in our lives and we all fight our own little battles um and i'm just wondering for you like if you could give advice to people um out there who are maybe fighting something or fighting the good fight but kind of feeling like they're just coming up short or Mm -hmm. you know it's just not they can't get past it or something and i know that sometimes people might look at your situation or my situation and think you know oh like how how (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. how are you because i know Mm -hmm. i've had people say to me if i lost my hair i would that would be it. Mm-hmm. I'd be done. Like I've had people actually say that to me. Yeah. And even, as some people might think like that's weird, but at the same time, it kind of helped me realize, you know, like, wow, that's true. Not a lot of people could cope with this. And I, and I somehow kind of came through. So yeah. Like what, do you have any advice for people that just maybe are, um, and like we were saying before, a lot of pe- different types of people through different types of situations can relate um, in certain, in different ways. So do you have advice for people maybe like, I do. Who maybe aren't just aren't getting. I I, I do. Um, mm. I I think I would start with. I want you to be who you are meant to be, mm-hmm. and that is happy. Mm-hmm. That's fierce. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be ready to take on the world. Mm-hmm. Try not to live in fear. Um, <clears throat> you know, hiding who you really are. The only person is hurting is you. You're mm-hmm. hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not protecting yourself. You're actually holding yourself back from experiencing all the wonderful things that that are out there. They're just waiting for you to experience. Mm-hmm. And start small. Give yourself one little thing to conquer each day. And for me, I started by walking around the block by myself. It may not seem like a lot to some, but it was a huge deal for me because I was afraid to walk alone all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. for fear of everything and I was you know yeah. I was staying indoors like I mean now we have no choice but yes yeah <laughs> but at the time I wouldn't even walk to the quarter store by myself so and and independence was huge it is huge for me I don't want to be cl- completely dependent on people so I want to still have mm-hmm. that independence so my advice is build your strength mm-hmm. know that you're worth you're worth it Mm-hmm. And we tend to manifest and make things much worse than what they are. So mm-hmm. start slow, go for a walk around the block, clear your head, you know, challenge yourself. One challenge each day, and it will make a lifetime of difference for you. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great advice. That was awesome. <laughs> and exactly how I feel too. I think it's just, um, I think I think just finding the, finding the importance in everything I think too so Mm -hmm. like you said it might just seem like a walk but that can make such a big difference in your life Mm -hmm. and I struggled with just being like you said I I was inside a lot (laughs) and didn't want to go out and um yeah just just going out and taking that little step little steps at a time and knowing that it's not going to happen overnight Mm -hmm. and this could be years down the road 
but the end goal is just to be a better you or a happier you and um, little baby steps. Yeah. I mean, I went out in my pajamas. Mm -hmm. I just threw Mm -hmm. a coat on top Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing this. I'm Mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. I talked to my husband halfway around the block on the phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm hanging up now. I'm going to do this by myself. Yeah. And I did it. And Mm -hmm. it, when you do it, honestly, you feel so badass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. It just, it's a feeling that I can't explain. So that's why Mm -hmm. do it for yourself, go out and do it. And you will feel that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Mary, this has been a great conversation. I don't want it to end, but it has to end. Oh, I hope I didn't talk your ear <laughs> I don't off. Want to, no, oh my gosh, I could keep going. I could keep going and going and going. I have to, I know, I always have to look at the time and remind myself that I am get a little too chatty sometimes. But uh, thank you so much uh, for doing this. Like you said, we were trying to get this organized for so long. It's just so much going on between like illnesses and coronaviruses mm-hmm. and just everything you can imagine. But um, I'm so grateful. I learned so much. You know, I thought I had done a little bit of research and stuff, but uh, you just, you don't know until you speak to someone. And that's why I just love, I love doing this because it gives you that inside look because there's doctors and there's all these people that write the books about it, but you never really know, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the truth of what it is or how it how it is until you talk to somebody who's living right. it. So I just, I appreciate it so much. And for you being so open and sharing your story. And I just hope that people listening like who listen the 35 people that might listen oh I hope you take something from this and just um learn something I learned so much so just thank you for even opening my eyes because I thought I knew a little bit but (laughs) clearly I had a lot to learn so yeah thank you so much I you're great this was great thank you for having (laughs) me honestly I know I said at the beginning but Mm -hmm. this is this has been a lot of fun yeah. And you're so easy to talk been. to. Oh, you too. <laughs> I know. Love I, it. That's why too I wanted to talk to you because I knew it would just flow. It would be nice. I just get good vibes, you know, and uh I just wanted the people in my world to be introduced to you because I have loved following along with you on Instagram Thank and you. the everything. So the podcasts and, and everything. So So what do you say if we continue this conversation over on Kitchen Confession Podcast? I'll have you on as my guest. Oh my God, yay, really? Oh, I love that. I think secretly inside, I was like, oh, I wish she, (laughs) I hope she asks me. (laughs) That'd be so great. My dreams are coming true, Mary. See, so we get to continue our conversation. That would be absolutely amazing. Okay, so just quickly, one last time, it's kitchenconfession.com. And... Uh, Instagram uh, at Kitchen Instagram, Confession at Kitchen Confession, and I highly recommend people follow because subscribe, yeah, subscribe, do all those things, get podcast. the newsletters, everything, and just even the the cooking stuff. It's just fun. It's fun. It's awesome. It's happy. And oh, I think and everybody the new podcast. So mm-hmm. Kitchen Confession interview style foodies. You guys will love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty minute episodes, bits and bites. 15 minute episodes. They're quick little bites of information. Each episode, mm-hmm. we answer uh, a cooking, uh, a food tip. Yep. Been listening to that one. That one's, yeah. I have the, a co host on that one. Thanksgiving one. Yeah. Yep. That one's awesome, too. I know. It's just fun. It's fun. It's happy. It's yep. just everything you want and you need in your life. Perfect. So go do it. Okay, Mary. Thank you so, so much. Thank and I you. can't wait. I'm so excited now. <laughs> <laughs> have we'll a great, great day. Okay, Sounds you amazing. Too. Bye. Bye.